Hello and welcome to Archive Panic. I'm your host, Jacob Russell. And I'm Ben Nevin. And uh, we are back after, I don't know how long, a couple of weeks. Cause, uh, Give or take. Peek behind the curtain. I had COVID. Yeah, that was shite, wasn't it? Third, uh, well, third of third time I've actually had it. Fourth times, fourth time officially. Because uh, I may have said to some people that I had it when I was. Uh, do you remember when we went to see the Viagra Boys? Yeah. Right. So the day after that gig, I was supposed to go to a appointment. I'm not going to say which appointment it was, uh, but I was hungover. I'd been doing some other shite that night. And there was no way I was going to be going to that appointment, so I said I had COVID. So, officially I've had it four times, but really it's just been three. So, my immune system is fucking great. You're a fucking reprobate, man. <laughs> oh. Jesus fucking Christ. I forgot you'd done that as well. <laughs> I forgot you'd done that. But yeah, so, uh, but I... Um, that was a fucking great gig though, wasn't it? It was a good show. Holy <laughs> fuck, it was so good. That's honestly one of the best gigs I've ever been to. It was a good show. Was that night? It was so fucking good, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I had a couple of bruises on my on my ribs afterwards. It was great. Um, I had them all up and did my arms. I went into the pit though, so I was in the. Ah uh, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, good show. But that was last year, so. Um, but yeah, so in my, what have you been up to in our down period here? Uh, fucking watching these movies and feeling bad. Yeah, yeah, same. Also, my <laughs> in my delirious state, I was also um, watching a uh, bunch of Smash Brothers stuff, like uh, pro Smash Brothers. Oh stuff. yeah, you got you got in back into watching like uh, the fighting games shit, didn't you? I, didn't, I wouldn't see. I wouldn't even say back into watching fighting games stuff. I was never really into them, but um, I just watched a bunch of you know great assault moments, all that sort of shit. But I also got into watching the Bundesliga for whatever reason. So, uh, so now my because you, you are part Italian, you might as well live up well, to that's it. The Bundesliga is German football, though. Oh but, fuck! Um, sorry, that's my mistake. So for some reason, though, I'm not saying this is. I'm in the series, A, ain't I? Yeah, uh, series. Aye. I'm not saying this is uh, connected in any way. Yeah. But since I've started watching Bundesliga stuff on YouTube, I've also my YouTube music recommendation is now being uh, uh, filled with. Uh, Nazi blackmail bands for some reason. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, I'm not saying it's connected. I'm also saying it's not connected, but it's happening. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. So I see you like German football. Have you considered fascism? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck? And I'm not gonna lie. I listened to one song, couldn't understand the lyrics, but it was fucking catchy. So. <laughs> Mm. Um, <laughs> the politics were very sus, <laughs> but you know that, that, that's not that's not sus. That's just fucking wrong. Is what that? Uh, uh, I mean, I'm not gonna listen to it again. But it was a good song. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was just you know Germany, Germany, woo woo woo. But you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Germany, Germany, woo woo woo. No, nah, that's uh, that's Ramstein. Deutsch, to be it. It was Germany, Germany, woo woo woo, but more like uh, uh, mm. <laughs> so you know, or Deutschland, I suppose they would have shouted. I, I always forget that you can actually do decent black metal vocals. Oh no, that was terrible. <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, but, no, you have it in you to do decent ones when you actually try though. I haven't you done them in like seven years, so you know. uh, maybe not anymore then. No, no. <laughs> but 
that's how my weeks. Uh, that's how my couple of weeks have been. <laughs> I went. Oh yeah, I I went to see Jurassic Park in cinemas, and it was like watching it for the first time again. It was great. Mm, was it in like? Uh, did they do anything special for it? Did they like put it in three D or something? Or? There was there was like a you know how Cineworld do that like four D X thing. Yeah. There was that, but that sold out in like two seconds because it was national. It was national. I'm kind of dating when we're actually recording this, but it was National Cinema Day when we went out to see it. Even though that was a thing. Yeah, and uh, Cineworld were doing three pound tickets. Hmm. So, literally, in the time it took me to message the person I was going with, hey, do you want to go see Jurassic Park? Uh, it sold out. Hmm. So we ended up going to just a regular, like, 2D, just fucking... Well, I say regular, it was a mad VIP thing where you get, like, some food beforehand and, like, a couple of drinks, and it's, right well, nice. It was good. But it was, like, getting the opportunity to see that on the big screen properly, like, it it changed my... uh, Like, because I always know... Like, Jurassic Park's a fucking classic. Everyone that's seen it knows that it's, like, a fucking amazing film, but I didn't really... Like, I never really got the hype for it. Mm-hmm. Until I saw it with like the sound system and the big fucking screen on, I was like, "No, nah, this is this is fucking incredible, like this is honestly like I, I don't mind saying this. I was nearly in fucking tears at points, man, because I was just like, "Holy fuck, man!" Just like overwhelmed. I with, only with the movie. I like, Inc- I like incredible. I really like Jurassic Park. I've only seen two Jurassic Park movies in the cinema. Right? <laughs> oh no, Jurassic Park three. <laughs> saw that when it came out because it came out on my birthday that year Ellen yeah. and, uh, fucking talking raptor and I went to see Jurassic World when it came out so I I too have also only seen two Jurassic Park films in cinemas did you go see fucking Dominion yes I did I went to see the most recent one I was I was brought along to see it by a friend uh, my mate <laughs> fuck it I'll, I'll say his name fuck that guy Connor uh, I'll say his name uh, he's, he's sound as fuck right love him to bits but uh, he basically his missus was like I'm not going to the fucking pictures to see this with you <laughs> so, he just dragged, so he just dragged me along and I was like oh, okay so I'll, I'll go see a fucking I'll go see Jurassic Park with you fuck it it might be fun it wasn't no. it was it was about fucking like it started out like it was going to be good and I was like, oh, okay, cool. They've accidentally brought back, alongside like the thing, they've accidentally brought back like fucking, in their attempts to recreate the ecosystem, they've brought back these like mega insects that are fucking up crops and stuff. That's cool. I like that. That's like, that's an interesting thread to go down. It's, you know, different from what some of the other films have done. Let's roll with it and that. They just fuck. They give up on that like halfway through, and then bring it up like haphazardly at the end is like a mad solution. To my it. opinion of Jurassic World Dominion can thoroughly be a you know. Also, Chris know, Pratt's a cunt. Chris Pratt's a cunt. But my <laughs> my thoughts of Jurassic World Dominion can thoroughly just be uh, displayed by that. You know that scene in the first Jurassic Park movie where uh, fucking fat guy, what's his name? Uh, Wayne Knight. Yeah, where he's like Dobson. We got Dobson! We got Dobson! We got Dobson! See, nobody cares. <laughs> That's my exact opinions of Jurassic World Dominion. They brought back Dobson to be this big bad. I don't give a fuck. So. They brought back, uh, they also brought back, like, the Sam Neill and Laura Dunn. And they did nothing. And they done nothing with them, mm-hmm. like, development wise. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a full th- thread about, like, how Hammond fucking cloned 
Yeah, these movies are stupid. Some <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about Jurassic Park. We're here to talk we're about... We're here about, to talk we're... about an even fucking stupider movie. Ah, I don't know about that, but we're, <laughs> we're here to talk about vampires, our latest... Our... We're in the weeds, let's put it that way. We're in the fucking weeds. We've been in the weeds since we started, since we've passed 94, we've been in the weeds. Yeah, but now we're in the thicker weeds, now we're in the swamp. Actually, no, that's... When the fuck did we go to Florida? <laughs> oh, we're in the swamp of uh, John Carpenter's Fall from that's, Grace. No, that's the next movie. The mm. next movie is like when we get... The next movie feels like rock bottom. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we're, but we're here to talk about vampires. Well, this is actually based on a novel by uh, John... Yeah, this guy has the greatest name for a fucking vampire novelist ever. Go. John Stakely. But is but Stakely. That has to be a nom. That has to be a nom de plume. That no, it's his actual name. Fuck off. But Stakely spelt like you know, uh, prime. Prime rib. Aye. <laughs> uh, fucking ribeye steak. Ribeye. Rib ribeye steak. So you know, yeah, John Stakely. When did when did did when did vampires come out? Well, the book came out in nineteen ninety, but the movie. Uh... John Stakely. What a fucking name, man. That's so good. Yeah, 1998 the film came out. 1998, okay. And the, the film and the book differ very slightly in terms of the title. Because the, <laughs> yeah, the, the film is just called Vampires. Well, the film's technically called John Carpenter's Vampires, but yes. F- fuck off. No, no, uh, that's, that's legitimately... Oh, no, I know, I know, um, but fuck off with that shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the book is Vampires, but the S is a dollar sign, a la Kesha. And a la James Cameron pitching aliens. Oh, fuck yeah, that's... <laughs> That's one of the weirder Hollywood stories. That's not weird, that's fucking great. He just walks into a boardroom and is like, I got an idea for a sequel to Alien. He writes the title Aliens on the fucking blackboard. Puts a line through it to make a dollar sign. Puts the, puts the dollar sign up there. Ah, uh, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Yeah, it worked, yeah, and he made a fucking badass movie. I fucking love Aliens. This movie is not as badass. It tries to be, but it's not. It's, oh, fuck me. Uh... What was your initial thoughts on this? Right, so my initial thoughts on this movie. Had you even heard of this movie before? No, mm. but I'd, <laughs> I'd heard the word vampires and I thought, okay, this can go one of two ways. It can either be a feature-length Buffy episode. Which is what it kind of was. Or it will be, yeah, or it could be like a more, like he might lean into the more like kind of eldritch thing of where the fuck do they come from, we can never know, or this kind of pish, right? Mm. Like the nature of a vampire and all this kind of shit, right? It was either, so it was either going to be Buffy or it was going to be more horror based. It was basically a 90 minute Buffy episode. Yeah. But, I mean, without, the villain, the, but without the fun. The villain literally looks like a Buffy villain. Yeah. Um... Balak or Valak or whatever his name Valak. is. Yeah, he looks like a Buffy's a Buffy villain. Um, I think anyway, is it Valak? Yeah, Valak. Who gives a shit? <laughs> but uh, he looks like a Buffy villain. He does, yeah, he's got like the big trench coat and shit and he's got long <laughs> hair and you can tell this was made in the late nineties. And this is also one of these movies that I'm gonna put it right up front right now. I am not a big action horror fan. See, I I love action horror when it's done well. So like Aliens, I think, is really good action horror. Uh, Daybreakers, as cheesy as it fucking is, is a fun fucking watch. Daybreakers. And it is good. <laughs> that, is, that is good cheesy oh, action horror. Forgot about that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's fucking Willem Dafoe just yeah, like, yeah. finds out he can stop being a vampire by going on fire just slightly yeah. in the sunlight. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking great. It's stupid, but it's fucking entertaining. 
and it's great and it has like those horror moments where it's like heavy gory and like you see like the vampires that refuse to feed end up like out of just like pure instinct they'll Mm. feed themselves and like it's they'll go like it's fucked up and it's awesome I love it but this this fucking movie man no the only the only sort of action horror I can really get with aliens although I Mm -hmm. I don't really know if it's just an action movie to me but yeah I like aliens no no you've got like the horror elements of stuff like that it's more action and Newt hiding out and stuff like that and you've got like fucking Bishop getting ripped apart I liked Buffy uh I haven't seen the X Files. Really Parts action. of it can be. It's not really action though. Yeah, it can get that way for certain no, moments. Not really. No. Not really. Um, I mean, the movies kind of do, but no, yeah. not not the not the TV show really. Okay, they, don't, right. they don't really go around punching people or whatever. They just kind of. Be funny if they did though. Yeah. Um, so fucking alien. <laughs> they're not Will Smith and Independence Day. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> that was one of the funniest fucking moments. So <laughs> you have to admit that is class. Road Emmerich series coming soon. Comes out screaming, he just fucking twats it. Uh, I was training for Chris Rock, but uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, but um, oh. but no, oh, actually, or, I haven't seen the Underworld movies, so they're pretty cool. I, uh, they were on my list to when I was doing my when I was in my degenerate days. They were on my list to do a watch through while yeah. while. So you know, um, I don't know why we didn't do them. Because <laughs> like, mm. ah, I don't know, they had, they had everything that was that would make a good. They had all the criteria, yeah. Yeah, fucking uh, weird action, shitty, cheesy two thousand shit, hot action. Bad babes. CGI. Yeah. <laughs> We're but, gonna uh, gloss over that one. <laughs> uh, no, that's fine. It's just what those movies are sold on. Yeah, not true. Yeah. <laughs> the guy that did those underworld movies, Len Wiseman, he's doing the. Um, John Wick's spin-off ballerina. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I don't really have high hopes for that. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Maybe he's uh, gotten better with age. I doubt it, but, you know. Who knows? Uh, but, yeah, vampires were putting off actually talking about this movie because uh, this movie is... I, I'll, put, I'll put it out here, though. This movie is not as bad as I thought it would be. That doesn't mean it's good, but it's not as bad as I thought it would be because I have spent... I, I had heard of this movie... And I've spent years thinking it was going to be like one of the worst things I've ever seen because that's mm-hmm. how everybody talks about this. This isn't one of the worst things I've ever seen. It's one of the worst things John Carpenter has done, but it's not horrible. I would say this is better than Village of the Damned. Yes. Oh, this is better than Village of the Damned. This is better than Memoirs of Visible Man. Uh, I, I would am, say it's better from. I would say this is better than Escape from LA. See, I quite like Escape from LA, but yes, it is better than Escape from LA. Does that mean it's a good movie? No, no, absolutely not. This movie feels like it was written by a 14-year-old boy who thought that uh, jokes about getting hard are uh, the oh peak God, pinnacle of comedy. repeating joke. Oh my fuck, man. And this goes into the casting as well, right? Uh, is it James Woods? James Woods, the voice of Hades in the Hercules movie. Yeah. But, uh, and, and the Kingdom Hearts games, also noted uh, f- uh, right-wing scumbag. But, you know, he's a good actor. Why does that not surprise me? I like him as an actor, right? He plays a good sleazy he's, cunt. He's fucking great in Videodrome. He's the main character in Videodrome. I've still to watch Videodrome. He's fucking great in it. But James Woods is usually, and he plays a great version of himself in Family Guy, but James Woods... <laughs> What? He plays a great version of himself in Family Guy. He's in, he's in Family Guy as himself quite a lot. 
But, what the um, fuck? Ooh, a piece of candy. Ooh, a piece of candy. Ooh, oh, yeah. Candy. Yeah, that's him. I forgot about that. Um, but when you cast James, Wood in the, James Woods in a movie, you're usually doing that because you're wanting your character to be this sort of sleazebag. Not a, a sleazebag horrible cunt, right? Yeah. Not an action hero. No, no. And you, you kind of hit the nail on the head just after we'd watched this, because... And we were talking over the phone, and you'd mentioned uh, that you're like you had this a theory uh, that I this have, was originally cast for someone else. Yeah, I have a theory that this was written for Kurt Russell because this because it's uh, a very Kurt Russell role in the uh, way that like all of the lines and the way that they're made up. It is very. And I wouldn't even say a Kurt Russell role in the sense of like Escape from New York, Escape from LA. I think this is like I big think, trouble. I think this was written for like big trouble, Kurt Russell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Kurt Russell, Ala, Kurt Russell, when he's basically just stealing all of his from Bruce Campbell yeah but which is mad considering the I, I have, in the film at that point that's true I don't have any proof though that this was written for Kurt Russell yeah this isn't this is, there's no no even anecdotal evidence that Kurt oh. Russell was going to be in this film it's just a feeling you get when uh, watching it I get the feeling that Carpenter wrote this uh, did he even write this did he write the script for this I think he did because uh, he usually does uh, no he didn't actually um, this was written by somebody was, called. Was he purely a director for hire? I believe so. Although it was produced by um, Sandy King, who produced. Um, well, I say Sandy King. Sandy King was married to John Carpenter. She produced a lot of his stuff um, uh. from *Emma for Madness* onwards. So right, I don't okay. know if this was just a few. If this was a just director for hire thing, or if like uh, I don't know, he was pitched it and he thought it was alright. But um, but no, this was written oh. by a guy called Don. Jacoby, who does not even have a Wikipedia article on him, it's just a name, so... Mad. So who knows what he did in, after this, but um, but no, this feels like it was written for, for Kurt Russell, and for whatever reason, and we could probably know what the reason is if it was offered to him, he turned it down, right? Mm. So, in comes James Woods, which is a very... It's, it's a big miscast for me. Yeah, um, no, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Well, let's... Uh, Let's fucking go. Let's get into the, sh- so, into the shit heap. The opening soundtrack. Did this remind you of Danzig? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> it's not just me then. Fuck me! This was pure <laughs> Danzig! Yeah. Like Danzig with a slight more country twang. Yeah! Yeah. If, if this is, you know what this sounds like? This sounds like if Danzig recorded in uh, Sun Records. This Ooh. is what <laughs> Danzig <laughs> recorded in Sun Records. He would end up making something like Speaking this. Speaking of Danzig, have you heard his god awful Elvis cover album? What? He's got an album just called Elvis. Uh, Danzig sings Elvis. I need to listen to that. Oh, that sounds fucking hilarious. It's god awful. Oh. Oh. <laughs> anyway, yes, uh, the music sounded like Danzig. This sounded to me. This sounded like, like Danzig's voice. Like it's, he's got a deep enough voice that he could kind of. He could have done it. If he put the, you know, if he put his boss in it, he would really fucking get Elvis. But like, he could have done it in the early nineties. He could have. When did it release? Like three or four years ago. Oh fuck! No, like his voice is shot. <laughs> I mean, even his most recent like studio album of originals is kind of. There's a couple of songs here and there, like, but we're not here to talk about dancing. But anyway, um, but the, no, the, the music, does, it, it kind of yeah. sounded, it reminded me of uh, Danzig, uh, the, his second album, that Lucifuge album. Yeah, yeah. It reminded me of that That's one. That's a pretty decent album. Yeah, it's good. His first four are really good. Yeah. After that, when he went to do all that industrial metal stuff, it was fine. I like that style. It's cheesy as fuck, but I like it, you know? I like the style. I don't like Danzig's version of that style, though. 
don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. I think it's all right. Yeah. It's a very unpopular opinion, but I think it's okay. It was after that when he. Yeah, that's all good. It was after that after his Circle of Snakes album, like two thousand four. Things be everything's been a bit yeah. So. Aye. Anyway, we're not doing a music podcast. <laughs> we might eventually, but uh, at some point or another, we might do something. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So we see some random cunt watching a house through binoculars. The binoculars are put down, and lo and behold, it's James Woods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our our hero for this movie, his if name, you can call him that. His name. I was gonna say his, his name's name Crow. Is, I was gonna say Jim Crow, but that's something else. That is no, no, <laughs> that's something else. That is that is something far worse. <laughs> his name is Jack Crow. Oh right, yeah, it was kind of right. Not Jim. <laughs> Let's fucking nip that in the bud right now. Oh man, imagine this. Imagine if he was called Jim Crow though, where you know he's just no, no. I refuse to. I refuse to even like. Imagine a world where the, <laughs> where the, where there's a heroic character with that fucking well, name. Jim Crow. Jim Crow, you saved the day. You saved the day. That guy was drinking out of the wrong water fountain. Oh! <laughs> oh no! You're keeping that in. No, I'm not. That was funny. That is funny. <laughs> Fuck. <Right>? Okay. <laughs> Oh, no, his name's Jack Crow. Jack Crow, okay. Jack, like yeah, Burton. Right, right. And he, they're watching this house in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, New Mexico. Yeah, the New Mexico shithole, as he calls it. Yeah, right. and mm-hmm. it mentions that it's the perfect spot for a nest. And we see him retreat into this big armoured truck, truck, and what I always refer to as the Trevor Phillips special, which is just a pickup truck with a roll cage on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> do you think uh, Breaking Bad would be any better if they somehow just randomly stumbled upon a house full of vampires when they're going to sell meth nah <laughs> why the fuck did you think that just because it's New Mexico yeah yeah. I'm just picturing Jesse Pinkman just like staking a vampire and be like eat this bitch <laughs> get sunlight bitch <laughs> Walter White just it's a venomous creature so the night Mr. White <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, what's her name comes back as a what music they make. Fucking fucking what's her name Uh, Jessica Jones. Kirsten Ritter comes back. Comes back as a vampire. (laughs) She'd play a good vampire. She would, yeah. 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 (laughs) But uh, anyway, a bunch of mercs get out of the big truck, including one who appears to be a priest. Did you recognise one of these guys? He's in um Yeah, he's in a shit ton of films. One of them's Detective Flash. The guy with the long hair. Yeah, Detective Flash from Batman Begins. Yeah. And he's also um, in Sons of Anarchy. I can't remember his character's name in Sons of Anarchy. But he's I remember him for Sons of Anarchy. He's good in that. Uh, uh, um, he's in Seven as well, briefly. But yeah, yeah uh, the Mercs gear up to take down the, the nest. And we get like this big fucking... We should also mention that one of the Mercs is William Baldwin. But, yes, one of the Mercs is uh, Billy Baldwin. One of the lesser bald ones. Tony Montoya, his name is. It's like he was watching Scarface. Tony Tony. Do you think, do you think uh, uh, fucking screenwriter was watching Scarface when he was writing this? Possibly. <laughs> Tony Montana's a good when name. Scarface, what's taken? When did Scarface come out? Like the 80s. 80s, yeah. 83. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Montana's I managed name. to find a fucking awesome copy of Scarface. Oh, it's like the VHS case. Yeah, yeah, it's like done up like the VHS case. It's awesome. Did you ever play the video game? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of you're dead, it said you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember. I just that. like the guy that they got to voice. He's just sitting there, and be like, whatever anything happens, he's always like, you fucking cockroach. Yeah. Fucking cockroach. Always, I always remember because that game came out around about the same time as the Godfather game. Yeah, and Al Pacino sold his rights to the. He sold. He sold his likeness. His, he sold his likeness to the Scarface game, uh-huh. not the Godfather one. Right. So the Godfather, so Michael Corleone in the Godfather game looks like a kind of melted version. Well, Michael Corleone in the Godfather game just kind of looks like Ben Affleck a wee bit. Fuck, he does. <laughs> it's really strange. Oh my god, I've never put that together, but he really looks like Ben Affleck. He kind of like, looks like a cross between Ben Affleck and Robert Pattinson, and it's very bizarre. It's very Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He just he looks like Bruce Wayne, just say it. He looks like Bruce Wayne. Mm. Take yeah. that model and put it in the Batman Begins game. That game was fucking class, by that the way. That game was good. It was really fucking good. Vampires! <laughs> Do you remember when Batman became a vampire? Fuck yeah! Yeah, I remember that too. And then he became a vampire ghost when he died. Yeah, it was like, weird. Yeah, but anyway, vampires. <laughs> <laughs> this movie. Right, so they all gear up and they go oh, to breach the house and begin removing all the boards from the win- from the windows. I actually thought which is a pretty was, solid tactic. I actually thought this scene was pretty well done. Yeah, it was yeah. actually quite suspenseful until the vampire appeared. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they, the vampire jumps in and starts fucking attempting to take them out. They shoot the vampire with a crossbow that has like a wire attached to it. This is actually a pretty cool way and to get rid of vampires. Yeah, I will say it's awesome and like kind of gruesome. The cable is attached to the truck outside. Baldwin just flicks a switch and it then starts pulling them out of the house. Mm-hmm. As soon as they exit out of the house, sunlight hits them. Boom. Yeah, they explode. Yeah, so they get set on fire and they explode. This is actually yeah. a pretty cool way to get rid of vampires. Yeah. When I was watching this, um, I was like, okay, the initial reveal of the vampire wasn't that great, but it's kind this... of a, they they go for a kind of jump scare, but it doesn't really work. No, no. Carpenter's only really good at doing jump scares, and it's just like the Carpenter special that we talk about, when it's like you've got a character either behind yeah, or in front of the camera. Your your main character or a character is in the foreground, and then somebody just kind of. Ooh, spookily runs in the back. Yeah, every now and then he'll he'll change it up and he'll have them run through the foreground really quick while the characters looking somewhere else, but it doesn't work yeah, as well. Like in the mouth of madness. Yeah, right at the end. That was pretty good though. But um, but yeah, this this opening scene is pretty good. This has got my hopes up a little bit. Yeah, and you see the priest saying a prayer for each vamp that comes out and burns. <laughs> and uh, eventually, this I recognise what... this priest as well. I don't know his name, right? But he is in a shit ton. Of Murder She Wrote episodes. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> I don't um, know you like Murder She Wrote. I mean, I mean, it's on at like two o'clock in the afternoon. There's fuck all else to do. I might as well, you know. So it's it's a good show. I mean, yeah, I watched it at like three in the morning yeah. when I was in that hotel. Yeah. I was always, I was always more of a Columbo guy myself. But... Did you ever watch um, Diagnosis Murder? Yes, that was good shit. That was good shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's we always need to talk a... about vampires. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's always a good day though when uh, Murder She Wrote ends and then Diagnosis Murder comes on. You're like, oh fuck, it's the old cunt spectacular. Oh, yes, yeah. here we go. <laughs> the retirement home's gone off. It's fucking nut right now. <laughs> Some old woman's fucking. Oh, I'm not even gonna finish that. <laughs> do it. Do it. Some old woman's getting wet when Dick Van Dyke appears <laughs> on screen you now. <laughs> Oh, skeleton man himself. Yeah. He, was, he wasn't a skeleton man in that show. He's a fucking. He's he looks no well now. But to be fair to him, he's like what ninety three. Yeah, yeah. Like the guy's yeah. very old. Yeah. The fact that he's still kicking a ball, man. That's fucking fried, man. 
<laughs> He's still cutting about. Do you know what else looked kind of like a skeleton before he died and he was still on TV? Yeah. Remember fucking Bruce Forsyth? Oh yeah, he that's a very out. British reference. <laughs> that's a very yeah. British reference. That was almost cruel seeing him on like Strictly when he was like towards the end and that, and he was like fucking emaciated. Like, nice oh. to see you, to see you. No. What? <laughs> it's a very British. Turns out Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah. Nice that's to a, see you, to see you. What? That's a very British reference to all you non-Brits out there. Yeah. Bruce Forsyth, national treasure. Is like one of the only celebrities from the seventies that we have that isn't a nonce. <laughs> so you know. Yet. Uh, <laughs> oh no! I'm sure something would have come out of him by now. You know. Yeah, he's, he's been, been de- dead for like he's been five de- years or something. He's been dead for long enough that something would have been said. Aye. So. <laughs> so I feel like it's safe to say Bruce Forsyth is alright. He also had an absolute killer chin. <laughs> killer mustache as well. You know. Yeah. But yeah, uh, vampires. <laughs> Bruce, so Forsyth. Look, Bruce Forsyth kind of looks like a muppet. Anyway, <laughs> it does. We're dead. I mean, you can make him a Muppet now, but... <laughs> oh my god! Vampires! <laughs> oh, the, I'm sorry, I'm just imagining now the combination ventriloquist and Undertaker. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure it's happened. Oh, probably, yeah. Anyway, vampires. Sticking his horn up halfway through the thing, we saw... We'll have a last few words from our dearly departed. So, Jim, what do you think of the night? <laughs> God damn. You got anything to say to everybody here? Fuck off. Alright, well, that's us. <laughs> Why the fuck's my ex staying here? That's enough out of you. I told you I was old. <laughs> That's a classic dad joke for like, I want that in my gravestone, isn't it? Just, like, We've talked like about that. vampires! <laughs> Why? It's boring as fuck. No, it's talking about vampires. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. So as they're kind of bringing everyone out, the priest is saying a prayer for everybody, and they kind of clear out the nest in montage almost. Like none of this is there's not a lot of action really shown here. That's a thing with this movie. We'll talk about it a bit more. But we'll we'll yeah. talk about it when it, the more egregious examples pop up. But uh, we cut to much later on, and upon clearing the nest, it's revealed two things are revealed. One, there was nine vampires in there. They refer to them them as goons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's revealed that the last that the master was not there Mm -hmm. which could mean that there's another nest somewhere Uh, as they drive off we see like the dirt start to be disturbed and something rises up from beneath the ground that's another thing I thought was really cool about this is that uh, the vampires come out the ground (laughs) yeah that was cool they come out the ground like zombies it's pretty cool yeah Yeah, it's a a cool effect it's a nice little uh, it's creepy uh, yeah, you, you see, awesome. you see more of it later on, where like. Uh... Oh yeah, when like he goes and gets like the other masters and shit, it's really yeah, cool. Yeah. But uh, so, oh, they then go back to a motel called the Sun God Motel. This is the biggest motel room I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, same. And I've stayed in little flea bag motels like these before. And they're not that. Yeah. Yeah, this, they're not that. <laughs> this looks straight up luxurious. Uh, it was revealed that they were hired by the police as well. Yeah, which is. Weird, so, but cool. Yeah, but like, and they go there and they have a massive party with some gratuitous nudity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with the police, the priest, and a bunch of sex workers. And uh, yeah, one of them is Cheryl Lee from uh, Twin Peaks. She's yeah. Laura Palmer, and uh, her cousin. I can't remember her name <laughs> in Twin Peaks, but yeah, she's in Twin Something Peaks. Something else, Palmer. Uh, maybe I can't remember. But, you know, she's... Uh, I like Cheryl Lee. I haven't seen her in a ton of things. I've only really seen her in Twin Peaks and this. But I like her. She's got a yeah. good scream. 
You know, she can. You sound like a fucking psychopath when you say that. Man. Well, that's why she's hired for these things. She I know, but fucking... see the way you said that, they just sounded fucking creepy, man. I mean, some some people. In these I like movies, a scream. Some, <laughs> some people in these movies. Some people in these movies when they're told to scream are. Oh no! Crazy. Yeah, no. They're, they're, yeah. And whenever Cheryl Lee does it, it's so Cheryl Lee's actually get, terrifying. Cheryl Lee has a good. Cheryl Lee has a great scream. Jimmy Lee Curtis has a good scream. Heather Lyonkamp has a fucking great scream. Mm. Does uh, Neve Campbell have a good one? I don't know. <laughs> does, does she even scream and scream? <laughs> Not much. No, no, she has a few good moments where it's like, but her her strength in scream more comes from like the the confrontations. Like she does a really good like she. She does pissed off really well. What was the name of the... Drew Barrymore was pretty good at the beginning of that movie when she's, like, freaking out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wes Craven coming soon. <laughs> uh, so, we then cut from the party to reveal a mysterious figure stalking towards the motel. A goth. Yeah, just... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I bumped into this cunt outside Carthouse. Uh, <laughs> Probably. I mean... Uh, but yeah, this this vampire he does look like your sort of standard like nineties golf kid. Well, I say golf kid, he looks a bit middle aged, but like uh, he looks like he would appear in He's like an elder golf. He kind of looks like Marilyn Manson a wee bit. Not yeah, without, yeah, without the bit. without the eyeliner and the the contact lens. A little bit, yeah. He looks like Marilyn Manson a wee bit, but you know. But aye, so he goes into the hotel room and no cunt notices him. He then goes to oh. Prior to this, James Wood was chatting up one of the sex workers and tells her to wait for him in his room. Yeah, he's chatting up uh, Cheryl Lee. Yeah. What's her character's name? Did we get that? I don't know. I need to scroll through. Because she, she does have a name. <laughs> um, it's said much later on in the film. Katrina. Yes, yes. So it tells like Katrina, oh, wait for me in the room and all that stuff, right? So she goes there and that's where... And that's where Valak fucking apparently goes down on her yeah vampires you know they're always sexual beings but this one you just Prob- yeah this is the, like like most vampire movies like mainstream vampire movies the, the sexual nature of vampires tends to be alluded to but never explicitly stated I don't know have you ever seen True Blood that came later yeah, yeah, okay. I'm talking like this era of vampire movies Mm. Right. Oh, no, um, Bram Stoker's Dracula is a very sexual being. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> ah, you... fuck what I just said. Then I, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But uh, this film, they just go all out for it. And uh, while he's going down, he bites her in, the, in her thigh. Yeah, yeah. So one of the mercs goes out to get more beer. Our friend from Sons of Anarchy. Detective Flash. Well, you don't like falafel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he opens the door and is immediately fucking cut in half well, this is pretty cool looking yeah by the vampire master and that got my hopes up again yeah because the effect is really fucking good yeah Greg Nicotero did the effects for this and you know I fucking love Greg Nicotero I think he's one one easily one of the best makeup effects artists working today he's fucking awesome and he does an awesome job on this film especially mm. like any time that his work is allowed to like be front and centre it's a fucking joy to look at man truly but then <laughs> they do the fucking thing Every where they cross just fades. constant fucking crossfades to put like I can like in this bit I can kind of understand it because how many shots because ultimately the way this vampire's killed, like how many shots of a vampire slapping someone to death can you really see before it gets boring right no I don't think but it's, like, I, don't, I don't right 
I don't think it's that. I think what the problem was, right? You can still make that interesting. You just need to. You don't even need to make it that interesting. You just need to make it gory, right? You just yeah. need to have like blood spurting out somewhere, right? Um, I I just don't think Carpenter was confident in his ability to film uh, an action act, scene, action of that caliber, um, or fantasy action, whatever you want to call it, right? Because when we look at when you look at Escape from New York and Escape from LA, they're primarily action movies. Yes. Not really heavy in the action. And if there is, it's usually just somebody getting punched like once. Right? Big trouble in Little China though. Yes. That's the exception though. Right? But even when you look at that, right? There's a lot of cutaways. Uh-huh. Or the camera's just sitting still. Right? Yeah, but you could still do that for this yeah. shot. Yeah, you could. Like, you could do like, like, hear me out, imagine doing like a, an old boy, like the raid style fucking hallway shot where he's just fucking clawing his way through the motel room. Like, do like an x-ray shot where the camera's like mm. outside the motel, right, and you're seeing through that wall, and you're just seeing him fucking, like, wrecking every cunt. See, that would be good, but I don't think he would do that. I think what he would try to do, and he, well, actually, no, I know what he would try to do, because he did it in the fucking next movie he did. Um, but uh, what, we'll, we'll get to that. <clears throat> what yeah. I think he could have done, mm-hmm. not even just like an old boy shot, yeah. even if he had the vampire Valak walking through the room taking out yeah. punts left and right just have the camera follow him have yeah. the camera move with him have it like not over the shoulder but like you know yeah kind of kind of loosely following him ah uh, uh, maybe a couple of cuts here and there just to like you know get some yeah. more you know but no he doesn't do that instead he does crossfades and you see people flying all over the place so he yeah. just reacts to lots of people you know what it reminds me of mm. Freddy versus Jason with that fucking like, when every when, like every big hit sends some cunt flying off the screen. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It reminds most, me of that shit. The most egregious <laughs> kill in this movie, where you don't see shit, and I would have loved to have seen something because mm. a fucking head explosion is always good in movies. Oh yeah, yeah. He Fact, takes phenomenal. The, the, he takes the priest, right? The priest has a shotgun. He has a sawed off. Yeah. And uh, he grabs the priest. He takes the priest's arm, puts the gun under, under his, his chin, and yeah. he, he fires the gun. You don't see his head explode. You just see. Do you even see? You just see blood hit Valak's face. Yeah, and later on, I thought this was funny, right? Because, you know, you've been on the internet long enough. You see some gore pictures, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've yeah. all we've seen live leak footage. Yeah, so you know what somebody's face or head looks like after a fucking shotgun to the bottom of the chin. Yeah. Right? You see the priest afterwards when James Woods goes back to like uh, clean up all the dead bodies. Well, not say clean up, burn down the place. Yeah. And uh, cut off his pal's heads because apparently that's how you stop them becoming vampires. Uh, you see the priest. He's lying there. His head is completely there. Right. Yeah, there's nothing under his chin, but there's just a massive pool of blood at the back of his head. And it was like, well, one, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah. There would be no head. <laughs> yeah. Or if there is, it would just be like flaps. Mulch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> anyway, so two more of the Met group escape alongside the sex worker. So James Wood and Baldwin manage to escape. No, she's all in a daze. Alongside Katrina, and she's all like kind of dazed and confused. All right, all right, all right. And, uh. <laughs> so that was like Tourette's. I didn't even mean that. It just fucking happened. Imagine Matthew McConaughey in this movie. Imagine Matthew McConaughey as Valak. I mean, he has a bit. Oh, yeah, that could work. <laughs> See what I mean? Uh, yeah. See what I, I fucking I was, mean? I was going to say, has Matthew McConaughey played a villain in the movie? Yes, yeah, Texas has, Chainsaw. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that, but like a, a fucking darker villain. He was in... What do you mean a fucking darker villain? Texas Chainsaw was fucked over, up. Yeah, but he's over the top as fuck. 
Um, he's in a movie called um, Killer Joe. Oh, yeah. Which is done by William Friedkin, who did The Exorcist. He's fucking <laughs> yeah. fantastic in that. But, um, but, yeah, so, you know, they escape the place, they drive off. Valak flies after them, which yeah. is hilarious. Oh, that effect is so bad. It, <laughs> it looks terrible. <laughs> some of the stuff in the... Some of the effects in this are pretty bad. But, yeah. You know, for the most part, they're okay. Yeah, yeah. But they're driving away at some pace. They swerve to miss a car in the middle of the road, crash, roll the car well, they several get, times. Well, they escape Valak. They, they escape, escape Valak first. By shooting him in the face. Yeah. yeah. And then they... But they continue to like fucking bomb it down the road mm-hmm. to get away from them, mm-hmm. and swear a car crash, roll in the di- roll into a ditch, and then it's day it's daytime by this point as well. Yeah, and it's at this point that Jack then explains to Tony, which is uh, Baldwin's character, mm-hmm. and the audience that he plans to use the psychic link that forms between the master and his uh, thralls or goons as they call them to yeah. track him down. Mm-hmm. He also states that they were set up because the master knew his name. So because yeah, at, during the assault, like, Crow. he's like, Jack Crow. He just Crow. says his name. <laughs> so after a long walk through the New Mexico desert, the trio wind up a gas station and rob some poor Do you know who car. they rob? Who? Do you know who that is? Who? That's Frank Darabont. Direct, off, directive director of uh, Shawshank Redemption and the Green Mile and the Mist. Piss off! No, that's Frank Darabont. And this is after he did the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Same year as the Green Mile. <laughs> what the fuck is he doing in this movie? You got to start doing. You got to start doing like cheesy little beam horror movies. So. <laughs> but Shawshank it came out. The cunt was rolling in it. No, he wasn't. Shawshank was not a success when it came out. Was it not? No, Shawshank flopped at the cinema. Shawshank only became like a big fucking thing when it was. VHS. Yeah, that and TV. Well. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, it's Frank Darabont. <laughs> Getting carjacked by William Baldwin. <laughs> hey, cowboy, what you doing? <laughs> Big Billy Baldy. I'm pretty sure William Baldwin like got into a pact with Miley Cyrus for people to get tattoos. And then he got his, but she didn't get hers. <laughs> it was either him or it was, or it was one of the other Baldwin brothers. I don't, I don't know. But there's a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> there's quite a few of them. Only one wanted for manslaughter. Uh, so oh, you got acquitted of that. Ah, fuck him. <laughs> Still killed a cunt. Yeah. Well, then one has killed people. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go full BuzzFeed and the answer may surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> Alec Baldwin... That was the cunt made money. Alec Baldwin killed a person. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Alec Baldwin killed a person. Like that family guy thing. Yeah. Laura Bush killed a person. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> what family guy references today? I don't know why. Because fucking James Wood. Yeah. Uh, oh, piece of candy. <laughs> oh, piece of candy. <laughs> uh, the soundtrack. The soundtrack kicks in again. Once again, it's, I'll be honest. This soundtrack is fucking fantastic. It's that mm-hmm. like kind of sounds of anarchy, kind of country rock, kind of thing mm-hmm. that's got going to it. It's nice, man. And the trio drive back to the motel. Uh, Jack buries the rest of the team. That's where they have this little argument, though, where he's like, rule number one, don't bury your comrade. What was it? Don't no, not rule number one. Rule whatever the fuck. Rule number, there's like 50 rules, but it's like rule number 10, do not bury your comrades alone mm-hmm. or something like that, right? I like how he says bury his comrades. He doesn't really do a good job, right? I'm, we're going to talk about what he, he does He doesn't here. bury them. He just fucking, he takes their heads off 
sets the fucking motel on fire and then dumps their head in a ditch about like a mile out and puts a little bit of dirt on them and then it turns out that they didn't hide them very well because you yeah, hear it, on, you like, hear it the, on the news bunch of heads were found near, near the burning fucking motel yeah I also thought that this movie was going to go down a route of having the cops looking for him as well because like police guy a police officer died in that fucking yes. attack so I thought the police were going to come after him but that yeah and like with the news report as well I thought like oh, okay this is going to be like part of the conflict that the oh. police are going to think that Jack's responsible for these killings uh, doesn't and happen. we're going to get like a you know a slight buddy cop element where the police realise oh fuck this thing happens I can't mm. report on this but I can sure as shit put my badge down and help you mm. nah doesn't happen doesn't happen the, the thread is completely forgotten about after it, the news report another thing that kind of annoyed me in this not majorly annoyed me but I would have liked a little bit more I wish that the rest of the squad got a little bit of character to, like to them yeah instead they're all just kind of nameless like goons that just kind of walk about the place except for Flass he's kind of got a little bit going on but like uh, Aye, but yeah other than even that, then I don't even know his name I'm just calling him Flass you know yeah uh, whatever the fuck but you know and the priest was kind of cool but then he gets there's also there's also a line in the motel scene mm-hmm the, the film itself forgets about by the end where they confirm that God is real oh yeah yeah, yeah. when they're talking like, to the prostitute when they're talking to the prostitute about how like we kill vampires well no vampires are real De- devils too and, you know we know for a fact God's real also I want this is another but question the film itself forgets about that line in the ending because of the cardinal yeah well that, that's another thing I want to point out as well yeah. the prostitutes didn't know that vampires existed but the police do yeah so who knows? Where is the line drawn? <laughs> who knows about shit? No. I feel like that was maybe like just one police officer that knew about that like found out about it and was like put in contact with these cunts. Mm. I don't I think it's kinda like a I think it might be like a men in black situation. Oh. Where it's like <laughs> they're there and the people who know know mm-hmm. and the people who don't are kept in the dark to stop them from freaking the fuck out. Oh fair enough, yeah. Like, that's what I took from it. It would have been nice to see more of that element of it. Mm-hmm. But, again, the film doesn't really have the time to go into that, so it's, it's fair enough. Yeah. Although, no, it kind of does, though, because there's a few fucking pointless exposition scenes. But, <laughs> nevertheless. So, he pulls petrol over the motel room for setting it alight, and we get our cool guys don't look at explosion shot as he walks away Very with the sunglasses on, and the explosion... That is a good explosion. Also, how is this guy not dying of heat stroke? He's in the middle of the fucking. I have no fucking clue. He's in like the he's in the New Mexico desert, wearing all black and a leather jacket. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> Pure and simple. The man should be dead. Yeah. Uh, Tony eventually makes it to the Plaza Hotel as night falls. He then guides uh, poor Katrina to their room. What does he says to the reception desk guy? So is that your girlfriend? No, it's my fucking mother. <laughs> yeah, no, it's my fucking mother. Yeah, something like that. Was it you? <laughs> yeah. I will say, for as, as bad as this film can get, fucking William Baldwin puts on a show, man. Well, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's really good. Yeah, he was pretty good. <laughs> he's good. He's, he's, he's got like a level of charisma in there that's like quite good. He's the only person that actually gets any level of character development throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's fun. But yeah... <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, Jack then calls who I assume are like the head honchos or like the vampire hunters to give his mission report mm-hmm. we next see him receiving medical attention in a church which is then intercut with shots of Valak like hunting him down like walking through like the fucking desert to try and find him yeah 
He then has a meeting with the Cardinal of the Church, where he's informed that the Master's name is Valak. Oh, so the guy playing this Cardinal has, like, the best name ever? Go on. Maximilian Shell. You fucking what? Maximilian Shell. That's a porn star, mate. He's also, I think he's German or something, so that makes sense. But um, he is an... He's really good. He's in a pretty good um, 70s sci-fi movie that doesn't get talked about a lot often anymore. It was Disney's first ever PG movie. He was in The Black Hole. He's like the oh, yeah. he's the guy that runs the um, space station in that movie. Uh, I think yeah. that's pretty cool. The villain, yeah, yeah, he's 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 a pretty he's a pretty good actor. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. also think that he wasn't on set for a lot of this movie. Oh no, definitely not. Uh, but you can there. tell by the way he was shot. Like, yeah, yeah. But it's like almost there's all one, of his shots are like close ups. Yeah, there's also one particular bit. This is skipping forward quite a bit, but um, like right at the end. Yeah, but um, James Woods spits on him. Nothing hits him. Yeah, nothing. But, yeah. He's, but he's still wiping away his eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, you're not there. Yeah, you're not. There. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, uh, so they have this meeting and they reveal that he is that Valak is the original vampire, which doesn't make sense because vampire legends have been around since the ancient Greeks. So yeah, but the film forgets that. Uh, the church insists that Jack rebuild his team before going after Valak, but Jack refuses. Yeah, he's also told that their European comrades yeah. have been wiped out. Yes. I would have liked to see that movie. Vampires in Europe are pretty cool. I mean, yeah, vampires yeah. in the desert are cool as well, but don't get me wrong, vampires are pretty cool in general. But I like vampires in my European places, because... I don't know. Well, that's where it all kind of started, with you know Dracula, Transylvania and all that. Yeah, yeah, mm. And then you've got an interview with a vampire where they go to um, France? Is it France? I think it's France, yeah. Yeah. No, it's Italy. Italy. I think it's Italy they go to. I don't know, I've never seen an interview. Interview with a vampire is actually pretty good. I've never watched it. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I'm sure it is. So, the church insists that Jack rebuild his team before going after Valak because Valak is very dangerous. Like we said, the European team has been wiped out. Mm -hmm. Jack refuses, saying, this was your fight, now it's mine. Uh, I might call bullshit on that outline, big man. Uh, it's kind of every cunt's fight. Mm. Uh, this is the original vampire. He's already wiped out. Chrysler, you might want to take your time with this one, because like at this point, it's not revealed that like there's nothing time sensitive that's happened, right? Like we know, we find out later on that this is very time sensitive going after him because he's going after this like big artifact and stuff. That's not mentioned here at all. Yeah, I think that comes down to. Um... The reveal the of the cardinal later on. The end, yeah, but yeah. But anyway, so that's poor wee Katrina, right? Oh, he's also been assigned. Uh, he's new... been assigned a new priest, Father Adam. Father Gitto, yeah. Not Father Adam. Yeah, his first name's Adam, but like, uh, he's got a surname Gitto. So Adam Gitto. All right, cool. <laughs> but they do call him just Father Adam. Yeah. <laughs> Father Adam. He's just like a. He's like a little. He's uh... just a wee guy. <laughs> he's, just a, he's just a wee guy. But yeah, I was trying to see what he's actually been in. He was in a... He's been in a few things. I definitely recognise him. From a couple of things. He was Chloe Wilson in the first season of The Punisher. Yeah. And he was in Iron Man 1 and 2, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out who he was in those. Um, I'm just... Major Allen. Don't know that. He was Tony Stark, obviously. Didn't you realise? He's rubbing his finger Somebody called Major Allen. I don't know. Yeah. Who was that? I don't fucking know. Look at me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was in the Punisher TV show, which is where I probably seen him first time. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. 
So we then cut to poor wee Katrina, who wakes up stark bollock naked with duct tape over her mouth. Yeah, yeah. As Tony walks in the room. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, I mean, what is the fucking point in that? I guess the. I mean, he does say that he uh, he did take clothes off to. Yeah, I also think it was to see if she'd be bitten anywhere. Yeah. yeah. So he kind of has a reason, but he just didn't put her clothes back on. Yeah, that's the point. That, <laughs> like, that's the what the fuck point for me is the fact that like she's not even got a sheet over her or nothing. I think the whole point in this was that it was the 90s and they needed to attract their teenage boys in to watch their horror movie. And that's the sole reason. <laughs> that but they'd the, already done that with the motel scene. Yeah, but you know, but this is like this is just particularly egregious, and I don't like it because it's mean, fucking creepy. I'm I'm am coming at this from a producer's perspective here, right? From the from the from the producer's perspective at the studio, right? You get Cheryl Lee in. Cheryl Lee's kind of hot. You're going to need to get these teenage boys in somehow. Get Cheryl Lee butt ass naked. There you go. That is legitimately it. Because you're not... That you is, can't, yeah, that's Because you can't really reason. advertise, you know, your TNA and the, the fucking uh, motel scene in the trailers, you know. Yeah, no, because that's all... Yeah, you advertise Cheryl Lee. Yeah. yeah so. I'm not saying it's good. <laughs> but, it's fucking but, but, terrible. But that's, that's the reason why. <laughs> Devil's advocate. Here. Fucking shite, man. Devil's advocate. The devil doesn't need an advocate. He does fine on his own. Right? <laughs> it's also a pretty good movie. <laughs> True, but uh, we learn. This is the point where we finally learn the woman's name, Katrina, uh-huh. and Tony explains our situation to her. You've been bitten by a vampire. You've been bitten by a vampire. You're going to form the psychic link, and we're going to use you as bait. Yes. Like, he straight up tells her that she's bait, which I mean, fair enough. That feels like like I don't know, but like I don't know much about vampire hunting, mm-hmm. but I feel like telling the bait that it is bait. Is a bad fucking shout. <laughs> I don't know. I'd prefer to know if I was bait than not know. <laughs> and then all of a sudden a fucking vampire comes at me. I'd yeah, at least like, like be prepared. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. If you're prepared and you're watching out for something that's going to hit you. Yeah. yeah. That gives away that you know it's an ambush. And so they're going to be looking for, right, okay, what's the fucking hang here? Mm. You know, and it's just going to cause a fucking back to Jurassic Park. All you're going to get is fucking clever girl snatched. Yeah, Never well, tell yeah. the bait that they're bait. Well, you know, uh, uh, William Baldwin. Take it from me. I'm a master when it comes to bait. Jesus. Now, <laughs> <laughs> so we then got back to Jack and his new priest pal. And I say, can, I just, can, I, can I just quote this whole entire bit? Please do. It is fucking horrendous. So they're having this conversation about vampires because uh, Father Adam, he's he's fanboying a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's heard of Jack and like his exploits. He does that whole exposition thing that this is really unnatural. He's like, yeah, I know that you that your father turned into a vampire and you had to kill your father and yeah, you killed yeah, your mother. Yeah, he does that. But there's this whole bit where <laughs> Crow says, "Have you ever seen a vampire?" <laughs> and. Uh, Father Adam replies, no, I haven't. So I'm just going to read this go on, whole go on. thing. Jack Crow says, no? Well, first of all, they're not romantic. It's not like they're a bunch of fucking fags hopping around in rented formal wear and seducing everybody in sight with cheesy Euro trash accents, all right? Forget whatever you've seen in the movies. 
They don't turn into bats. Crosses don't work. Garlic? You want to try garlic? You want to stand there with garlic around your neck and one of these buggers will bend you fucking over and take a walk up your... And take a walk up your strata chocolata while he's <laughs> sucking your blood out of your neck, all right? And they don't sleep in coffins lined into feta. You want to kill one, you drive a wooden stake through his fucking heart. Sunlight turns him into crispy critters. <laughs> and that was... And to me, I was sitting there and I was like, wow, yeah, this is definitely 90s. <laughs> this was definitely written by somebody that did not like Interview of a Vampire. And was definitely written by somebody that thought... It's just... <laughs> it's such a bad monologue mm-hmm. it's like it it's could, like, if you want to, if you want to lampshade like interview with a vampire an idea of the sexy vampire and all that by all means do it right mm-hmm. it's it is ripe for the it is like ripe for the fucking picking right you can take the piss out of that all the live long day right yeah what you don't do is just casually throw fucking slurs about when you're doing it this and is true. This is true. However, I will say, and you this don't then call them, and, and you don't use the phrase "crispy critters" no, when no, referring no, to yeah. them. No, <laughs> I will say though, I think this moral. Not that you refer to someone's asshole as their chocolate stradalata, whatever chocolate strata chocolata, whatever the fuck that was. And like, it's, it's <laughs> I so bad. I think this monologue could be delivered well if it was anybody other than James Woods doing it. Because James Woods, I love him as an actor. <laughs> I need to keep saying that, as an actor. Right? But, you know, if you want to deliver that line pretty well, you need Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell could do that. I feel like Bruce Campbell could do that. Bruce Campbell could well. do it too, but Kurt Russell could do that. Even with the Strata Chocolata and the fucking Crispy Critters, he could do that. James Woods doesn't. James Woods comes off like a, a little... Uh, 14 year old edgy boy you know yeah <laughs> Bruce Campbell I don't know about Bruce Campbell Kurt Russell could pull that off I think yeah <laughs> would still be a bit questionable but he could pull it off no, it would be questionable but in the same way that it's like oh this man's clearly but like here's the thing right? he, would deliver it with, he would deliver it with a little bit of intensity right yeah James Woods was doing it like, like kind of like a comedic bit almost like, uh, like he was playing it angry but he was still trying to play it for laughs a little bit Kurt Russell could do that seriously and I think it would work here's the point I would make against that right Mm. and that up until this point James Wood's character Jack is supposed to be this like hyper competent like pro vampire hunter knows everything there is to know has taken out some of the most notorious filthy bastards Mm -hmm. that this world has ever seen right and then he hits out with something that sounds like something Jack Burton would say. Mm-hmm. A character that is in the complete opposite end of that spectrum. A character that is a fucking parody of the hyper-competent See, action film. Yeah, star. that's why I think if Kurt Russell's do this, I think he would I think he would play this tongue in cheek though. The problem there yeah. becomes he's still the character's still written to be hyper-competent. Mm-hmm. So you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't have like this supposedly like, oh he's a hyper fucking badass and he's constantly fucking he's great at what he does and simultaneously have that character be like taking the piss out of that while also being that like the closest I can think of to doing that right is the character that thinks he's hyper competent 
See, but really what, isn't. See, that's what I think this was originally written as, right? Because I, I like, like an Ash I'm, Williams sort of thing. Yeah, like. I think that's what this was written as, but James Woods is just playing it too straight. See, I, I would, think, I, I, would think disag- James- I would disagree because of the way others speak about him, and the way that Tony interacts with him. Mm. Right, there is that, and, but there's also like the opening scene where they're going through the house and all mm-hmm. that, right? He is giving them fairly competent orders, but when shit comes to it, it's kind of a shambles. Yeah, but it's oh, not. Bro. But here's the thing: it's not a shambles because he's fucked it up. No, it's, it's a just, shambles because as as it reveals as it's revealed later on, on this we already know about it. It's a setup. Yeah, but there's like, also they're supposed to no, just no, no, barely yeah. survive. But there's also that he they struggle to take out that one vampire that's there that they have to like you eventually see him like staking the stake through the guy's head, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's struggling to take him. So like I don't know, I think this was written maybe turning a cheek and James Woods just really wanted to play an action hero and wanted to play it straight. I can see that, but also and there's like the element of there's too much I feel like it could have went that way, but there's too much written into the film that is talking about Jack with a level of reverence. Or this, or from not only Tony, but from like uh, Father Adam later on in the film as well, and even the Cardinal who refers to him with a level, and the fucking Valak as well even talks about him as though he's like this hyper like fucking nemesis. Or if my theory that Kurt Russell was originally, or if this role was originally written for Kurt Russell, I maybe they could have written it. So it could be interpreted both ways because he has done that role, that kind of role, both ways. He has the Jack Burton role in Big Trouble, mm-hmm. and he has the Snake Plissken role, Plissken role in and Escape from New York. So I think they just wrote it in a way that he could do either, either or, just depending on how he felt. But that but then itself doesn't become, do it, but that, then he doesn't do the movie. But that in itself becomes a problem because mm. you've essentially written two separate roles and then just smushed them together. Yeah. I'm not so saying I'm not, I'm not defending this. Mo- I'm not defending this movie saying it's better than it is. I'm just saying. Mm. I think that's what happened. Aye. And it's all the worse for it. <laughs> yeah, no, but, I, um, I get you. But, you know, <laughs> Kurt Russell, I, I'm saying that Kurt Russell could have done this, right? Could have done it well, but I'm not saying the movie would be any better. Yeah, yeah. This would be a lesser Russell movie. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. So. Uh, but Jack pulls up, prior to that fucking monologue, Jack actually pulls over to the side of the road and kicks the shit out of Father Adam. Yeah. Uh, while interrogating him and when I say kicks the shit out of him I'm not saying that metaphorically no he is laying the fucking boot into him mm-hmm. he's like kicking him in the ribs and shit and like shouting at him like asking him if he knows who set him up and all this push yeah. this is what Scorsese wanted that beat down to look like in the Irishman yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, fuck's sake but, uh, yeah. yeah so so they then so fucking Woods then pulls out a map of encounters of vampires in, right? in America in America yeah. and shows that there's a very clear spiral pattern we never says, see this we never see this spiral pattern we just he just no he traces it out with his finger oh. on the map mm. he's like they were found here 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 and here and then it goes like that right and that's like what does that look like to you it's a search pattern they're looking for something what the fuck is it and this is when we first hear of this idea of the black cross which is first is introduced as something that may as this mythical item that will supposedly enable vampires to walk in daylight. Mm-hmm. The dialogue in this scene is fucking painful. It is like it goes from it's like fucking whiplash, right? It goes from serious exposition oh, to. Is this where he asked him, uh, "When I beat you there, did you get a little bit of wood?" Yes. Yeah. 
it goes from like this serious exposition of like this is a really big threat we need to take this seriously and like you know this could be the end of the world shit and then out of nowhere and he turns to him and just goes see when I was kicking the shit out of you back there did you get a little bit of wood <laughs> and I was just like what the fuck <laughs> where, the, where the fuck did that come from nah, I'm just fucking and, with your father <laughs> and I'm like what the fuck like, a little bit of mahogany a little bit of mahogany oak and he just starts listing different types of wood balsa <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 Driftwood. Although I'll be honest, Balsa is funny. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, I can't really defend this dialogue either, so you know. It's fucking disgraceful. Uh, but Valak's psychic link with Katrina begins to activate as she has a vision of him uh, stalking up to a church. <laughs> and this is the point where I'm like, I swear this film is 90% exposition and 10% dick jokes. Like that is like that is the split of the dialogue in this fucking movie. Yeah, is this the vision where uh, he kills a... Uh... He kills the old cleaning lady. Yeah, what... <laughs> What's the cleaning lady's name of Family Guy? Consuela. Yeah, he kills Consuela. Uh. <laughs> uh. No, no, Mr. No. Superman, no home. <laughs> no, no vampire, kill me, please. No, no. No, no, <laughs> no, no demons here, no. <laughs> Fucking Consuela. Yeah, well, he kills Consuela, it's pretty brutal. But, um... Don't call her Consuela. Could be her name. It's a very common name. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but he kills Consuela, uh, takes a priest hostage, and she's... And, uh, oh, no, not yet. Uh, she, Katrina escapes through the bathroom to change. Yeah. And Baldwin's like, no, leave the door open just a little bit. And he's like... Well, what the fuck? What good did that do? Because he fucks off to a chair and falls asleep anyway. Yeah, just stand by the door. <laughs> so it's pointless. Yeah. Right. If you're going to do that, right, just stand and by the door. While she's in the bathroom. Hostage-taking hostage 101. <laughs> yeah. She then has the second vision where he kills the old woman and stalks towards the priest. We don't see him kidnap the priest, but we assume at this point that he's killed him. Mm-hmm. Right. Katrina sees that Tony's passed out on the couch and attempts to escape through the window of the hotel. Now... For as much as I shit on this movie, this is a good stunt. This is some good stunt work. Yeah, it's pretty good. And that she walks through over, like, she, like, walks through the ledge, like, across the ledge. Mm-hmm. Tony reaches through another window as she passes by, grabs her, and pulls her through the window, breaking it in the process. Yeah. That's yeah. a fucking good stunt. Also, quick aside. Quick aside. Go on. This hotel... Did you get the impression this was supposed to be like a sleazy sort of... Yeah, but the room they're in is like quite yeah. decent. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking at it. I'm it's like, the Plaza Hotel. It's a nice hotel. Yeah, so I was looking at it. I was like, is this supposed to be a shithole or is this supposed to be all right? It's a it's... weird middle ground where it's like, it's like it's... the way they talk about it, it's supposed to be a shithole, but the way it actually looks, it's, it's clearly like, very nice. Yeah, it just looks like small town America hotel. It's a pretty decent hotel, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Weird. You know, the kind of hotel you'd find in, you know, God knows where Tennessee and shit like that, you know, like, yeah. nice. You'd probably see it on some ghost hunting channel on YouTube. Yeah, so probably. But yeah. but yeah, so they crash through the window, he's got a little cut in his arm. Katrina sees the cut, loses all control, mm-hmm. and fucking bites her. Bites him? Bites him even. Yeah. <laughs> he then cauterizes the wound. No, no, he, well, he knocks her out, right? He, he knocks her out, yeah. Well, fucking backhand. Well, yeah, um, backhand. <laughs> 
well, he cauterizes the wound, but I was looking at this, right? And I'm like, he doesn't really cauterize it. I don't, yeah, because I don't think you can really just cauterize a wound with just a lighter. No, what you would really need is like some kind of gunpowder or shit like that, and right. then proper like. Or lighter. Was there a fireplace in the room? I don't know, but you could have just. Or like metal. Yeah. yeah. You need something to seal it. You've just put in all you're going to do is just burn yourself. Yeah, he does, yeah. He just burns himself and then wraps it. Yeah. <laughs> or at least put some alcohol on that. Yeah. yeah. yeah I don't know. But nah. Uh, so he cauterizes, so cauterizes in air quotes, and this is when Jack and Father Adam arrive at the hotel, and this is something that pisses me off to no end. What we're about to see, to, again, we're talking about Big Trouble in Little China earlier. It's in my fucking mind, right? Right. Fucking Tony. Mm-hmm. Lies about being bitten. Yeah. Once again, Movie. this is supposed to be like. This hyper competent fucking super duper vampire killing machine of mm. a fucking outfit, right? This isn't like, you know, a fucking Dawn of the Dead situation where one of them's like bit, but they're a bit feared because they might, oh, maybe it won't affect me, you know, I can wait it out and maybe. No, this is a fuck, this is someone that knows full force yeah. what's going to happen if he stays alive as a vampire. He's not going to have control of himself, he's going to become a goon, and that's it, right? The goon. Yeah, but so why the fuck does he keep it secret? And at first I thought, oh wait, hold on, this is actually clever. Maybe this is a hint to Tony being the rat. Spoiler alert, he's not. No. See, I, I thought, gave this film far too much credit. See, I thought it was going to be like something where you're walking around a tell them and then like they find the artifact they're looking for and somehow it's going to cure them, but obviously I was wrong too, so I don't know. No. Maybe he just didn't tell him because he's it's like, oh, just... we're going to go for this fucking thing. But, you know, he doesn't even know about that, so I guess not. But. No, yeah, he just, he, he does it out of pure selfishness and it's completely out of character to yeah. what we know about this this group so far. And it's just, it's Although so... Although, to be fair, I don't know how super highly competent they are because they all get taken out while getting pissed when they know that there's a master out there somewhere. Well, no, they they know that there's a master out there somewhere, but they assume that it's in another nest. They don't necessarily know that he's nearby because they've cleared out that nest. Yeah. And that's the only nest that there that was there once they were finished their job. So if the master was nearby, as far as they're concerned, he has to be fucking ages away. Because hmm. the only way the master would be hanging out there and not with the, th- the other thralls is if it was a setup, and they don't know that it's a setup yet. Yeah. To give credit where credit's due. But anyway, during all this, Val- it turns out Valak is with the priest from earlier, and he shows the priest a map and just says to him, "Show me." We cut to the hotel room as the gang try to get Katrina to describe where Valak is. Uh, we then cut back. Valak fully decapitates the priest it's in what is a cool. pretty fucking gnarly <laughs> effect. It's very cool. Then she does her trademark Cheryl she Lee does scream. Her, yeah, she does a really good scream. Once she stops screaming, she it reveals that Valak is somewhere in San Miguel. San Miguel. Isn't that a beer? Yeah, it is a beer, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. But uh, <laughs> this is where, again, I've got in my notes here that I just I fucking hate that trope so much. Like, it makes sense for civilians to hide the fucking bite, but why the fuck? Right, anyway. The gang visit the church under the guise of investigating a nationwide pattern of anti-Catholic hate crimes. Might I suggest starting your search in Ibrox. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so... Uh, they visit the church under the guise of <laughs> nationwide pattern of anti-Catholic hate crimes. 
the dead priest's name is revealed to be Father Molina. Yeah, I wanted to point something out about this guy. Um, he would later, think he that... would later go on to play Doc Ock in the Spider-Man movies. No, did you not think that <laughs> Maximilian Schell's character kind of looked like a cross between... Um, Donald Pleasance and some other kind? No, I was going to say Alfred Molina, and I can't remember who the other cunt was. Donald Pleasance? Nah. Uh, well, I can't remember. He looked like a cross... To me, he looked like a cross between Alfred Molina and somebody else that you would know, but I can't remember now, so... Well, that's fucking useful, uh, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, whatever. But Fallon Molina, yeah, he's, he's dead. His head's gone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretty awesome effect. Please find his body and take the gang there. Pretty decent effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then go to sunset and Valak rises from the ground alongside seven other vampires. Here's something. Uh, Katrina confirms that all the other vampires are masters as well. Yeah. So they all come out of the ground, right? Do they travel on the ground or do they just... I think they travel through... My theory is that they travel through the night and then once like the sun starts to rise, they're just like, oh shit, dig, 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 dig. And then also, do you think <laughs> I don't think they burrow. I guarantee, right after they come out of the ground, because whenever we see them after they come out of the ground, they're not covered in dirt. They they are when they come out of the ground. Like when they first come out, they're covered so in dirt. So do you think there's just a bit of them standing? Like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I just dust themselves off. Well, you got a bit on your hair there. Let me get that for you. Who's got? <laughs> who's got the death all wipes? Who's got? The <laughs> <laughs> who's got the fucking cat hair roller? Go on. <laughs> <laughs> fucking lint roll. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, geez. Oh, Valak, you got that fucking uh, lint. <laughs> Who brought the fucking Hoover? Who brought the dustpan? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, you forgot the dustpan. Oh, oh fuck it, we're in the desert. Just Grab all this dirt under my nails. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they were just all wiping themselves off. Uh, uh, just really awkward. Just a bunch of goths. Just, like, just cleaning like, each other. <laughs> like fucking cats. Just looking in the back of their hand. <laughs> anyway. We now get even more exposition. Uh, Jack's father was bitten by a vampire and kept it a secret. Uh, Jack was forced to kill his own father after his father killed his mum. Yeah, he explains this, but the guy already knows. Because he told yeah. him that he knows. Yeah. <laughs> so why do we need to hear this? I don't know. Because but... it's fucking the padding for time, I think. Uh, we then find out Valak was exercised, but something went wrong in the process. Oh yeah, d- we and instead of the demon being destroyed, yeah, the body being about, left behind. We should talk about how uh, mm-hmm. he learns this information. Oh yeah, he just tortures the guy. Yeah, <laughs> he tortures the guy until he tells him. Yeah, he tortures uh, Father Adam by uh, by shoving a towel in his mouth and just cutting his fucking hand with a knife. Which uh, fucking hurts, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, because whenever you see it in movies, it's always like a blood pack. They always like slip yeah. like the the palm of their hand. It's like that's the worst place to do it. Do it like the fuck. Do it in like the uh, take a like a thumb or something like thumb. Do it like the fucking do the fucking blood sugar test. The diabetes, just prick the finger and then fucking go for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you how to do blood packs, bro. <laughs> Unexpected turn. Uh, I'll be honest, but nevertheless. Or if you really want a, a good one with a cool visual, you do it in the forehead. Above the hairline. Uh, let's not go. Let's not do. Do the WWE. Shit. Do the WWE. Let's not do that. Right. <laughs> so, but something went wrong in the process. But <clears throat> instead of the demon being destroyed, the body was destroyed, and the demonic presence survived, thus turning him into the first vampire. Hmm. So, okay. in this universe, vampires were born out of incompetency. <laughs> <laughs> they are literally just they were like vampires are the result of a fuck up yeah so what so what 
So in this movie's mythology, what do you, what do you suppose that all these uh, vampire-like creatures were before this? I don't fucking know. They're just fucking zombies or something? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Fair enough. But... Nevertheless, this information is delivered with the backdrop of a massacre at a church in San Miguel. It's a monastery. Oh, sorry, a monastery in San Miguel. My yeah, mistake. full of monks. Aye. You know, I saw a nun in Molly here, by the way. Where? Uh, up that way, you know how there's all these uh, flats that kind of look like... Did uh, they look like Robbie Coltrane? No, she was skinny. But, uh, although, another time I was on my way here, I saw a pack of nuns up, uh, up is that there. Is that the collective term? Is no, that a pack of nuns? There is, a, there is an actual term for it, but I can't remember what it's called. Hang on. <laughs> There is an actual term for it, but it's not a pack of nuns. I just call them packs of nuns. And a covenant? No, a convent is where they live. Convent. Bang, damn it. Uh, Covenant's fucking halo. <laughs> uh, what, do you call a, what do you call a group of nuns? Group of nuns. None your business. No, let's go. Congregation. Ah. Whatever. I prefer yeah. none your business. I prefer a pack of nuns. Like just ravenous. ravenous. <laughs> Fucking hunting. Minge. <laughs> 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 why, why did you say that word? Because the nuns are horny bastards. Why did you say? Why did you say use that voice for it as well? Again, Because I've seen movies about nuns. They're always horny and. Uh, yeah, that's because they're like hyper fucking like fetishized and, and shit. Like and they're harboring, uh, and they're harboring uh, really pushed down um, inhibitions to lesbianism. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> I mean, the only nun movies I've seen are Killer Nun and uh, Nuns that, on the Run. I haven't seen that. And that um, it's funny. And Sister that, Act. Oh, I've seen Sister Act, but there's no. I'd be surprised if it was lesbianism in that. Jesus Christ, it's a kids movie. Um, <laughs> what was the other? Movie, fucking Paul Verhoeven did a movie about nun about lesbian nuns recently. This oh, is most this is the most recent movie. Uh, I watched it with friend of the show Alice. It was great. Um, I can't remember, but it was pretty cool. It has a lot of um, weird imagery in it, and the uh, statue of Jesus. I don't know, man. Nuns freak me out. Oh, they freak me out too. That's... They're, they're kind of terrifying. <laughs> but yes, so I don't know if that's just like through seeing them in like horror movies and all that. You know, my dad was raised by nuns. <laughs> well, you, you lived in a kid's home that was run by nuns for a while. I never knew that. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> he doesn't like nuns very much. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> I don't think anyone who's ever been in close proximity with nuns likes nuns. Mm, I've never been there. And the only ones that nuns. do are nuns. And it's starting to... And honestly, we're saying none too much. It's starting to sound more... It's, the word's becoming a sound. <laughs> Yeah, but no, vampires invade this monastery and... Um, they take out every kind. It literally looks like the fucking uh, convent from Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, it does, yeah. <laughs> but um, I guess that's just what they look like down there. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's revealed that the Black Cross is a real. It's the cross that was used in Valak's exorcism. And Valak obtains it from the monastery. Uh, we then see... I'll be honest, this next scene is fucking pointless. Which bit? When the fucking our heroes go to the monastery. Yeah, but <laughs> there was a part of this where I was sitting there. I was like, "Did the vampire right?" Because the, there's a fountain in the courtyard of the uh, 
of the monastery, right? Yeah, and blood's pouring out of the so fountain. The, va- the vampires hook it up. <laughs> yeah, the vampires just hook some son of a bitch up to, up to the filtration systems. Yeah. <laughs> or is it somehow just some weird curse that they do? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, but... I anyway. like the picture of them just leaving, just being like, hang on a minute, I'm going to take this, this guy. Look, <laughs> this is going to look fucking cool. Wait till you see that shit. <laughs> Keep drink, going. Oh. Drink up, troops. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You've heard of chocolate fountain, yes. We, we don't have need yeah, blood fountain. <laughs> you said it was Jim Crow chasing us. He'll not drink for this fountain. What's this shit? <laughs> Jack Crow! Jack Crow! Jack Crow! Oh shit, uh, the, the fountain thing makes less sense now. Um, <laughs> Jim Crow. I wish I hadn't spent time doing it. <laughs> how bad, how. But this, this full scene is fucking pointless because all we're really getting is the main character's reaction to all that happened. Right. This is where we also figure out where it was in the torture scene or here that we figure out that um, uh, the cardinal priest guy Maximilian Shell, mm. Father Alba, mm-hmm. <laughs> knew that where the cross was. No, uh, whatever. That's later. Okay. <laughs> but, um, so, how do they even get to the town at the end of it? They, they drive just, there, I think. Yeah, but how do they know to go there? Do they I just, don't fucking know. Do they just go? I think they do just go there yeah they just turn up oh no 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 it's uh they're tracking them through Katrina oh yeah with a psychic link thing but yeah this seems fucking pointless because the gang arrive at the scene of the massacre during broad daylight the priest realises that the ritual was complete that if the ritual was complete Valak will be able to walk in daylight everything that is discussed during this scene is something that we have already learned mm-hmm. right so they mention that the so they mentioned that Valak will be able to walk in daylight now that he has the black cross. That was said earlier. Uh, we do a tour of the monastery to see all the bodies and what was done to them. We've seen that during the attack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they say that they're going to track Valak through the psychic link of Katrina and finally take him out before he becomes fully like unstoppable. Oh, no, I think I think the whole point of the scene though was because that uh, uh, Crow and uh, Montoya get into an argument and they have to be broken up. But they're not though, because they stay together. I know, but they get into an argument. Every but it's one, pointless because yeah. they stay together. Every one of these movies needs to have, you know, the main characters. And get into they an could argument. have had that argument when they arrived at the ghost town. It would have made no difference. Yeah, yeah. This scene can be entirely cut from the movie. I did laugh when they're having the argument though, and little Father Adam runs up to try and separate them. But they just both turn. They just like, both turn. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the gang drives through a ghost town called Santiago. Santiago. Then Katrina, very ominous. <laughs> fuck was that voice Santiago then Katrina very ominously just goes he's here or he's near sorry and they oh, all get ready for the a fight he's here voice uh, uh, they're the, here no 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 right uh, this is very different if it was he, yeah. if it was hard he's here uh, in like 2001 the Undertaker's theme music began oh uh, yeah he's here then it was fucking Kid Rock <laughs> so Tony then gets a wee bit creepy with Katrina being like, I'll save you and all that, which kind of comes out of nowhere. It did, didn't it? He just like <laughs> at the very like in the last half hour of the film, all of a sudden Tony's just like infatuated with Katrina, and the film goes as far to say that they're in love. It's it's like the opposite of uh, I can fix him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a gender swapped version of I can fix him. Mm-hmm. It's not even I can fix him. It's the I'm fucked up too trope, because they've both been bit. Oh yeah. Uh, so he wants his he wants his vampire bride. Trauma bonding. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> Only he caused most of the trauma. Well, he didn't cause it to become a vampire. Yeah, but he did strip her naked and tie her to her bed and duct tape her. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and that's, that's trauma enough. Yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose. But, you know, it is what it is. Kidnapped her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just sat by and watched her turn, didn't attempt to help or put her out of her misery in any way because they needed her to yeah. track yeah. down the main guy. Yeah. See if you see when you take this movie and just break down all of the shit that our supposed heroes do to Katrina. They ain't heroes. Uh, yeah, I do <laughs> think that was something that they could have, um, you know, put more focus on, but they don't really. It's just kind of nah. These guys are badass, but it's just, yeah. Uh, Mm. <laughs> not so good like they could have like this if the, if this was a better movie we could have had like a do the ends justify the means kind of conversation throughout this but this is a 90s action horror movie directed by John Carpenter who did probably do that sort of stuff back in the day I mean you know he had this sort of social conscious type movies back when yeah know? yeah but I guess he just our theory is still is being proven right you know he lost Something you lost all interest. You lost something after in the mouth of madness, so he's just doing this for a paycheck. He doesn't yeah. give a fuck. But uh, the trio make their way into a nest located in the town jail for what I thought was going to be the final fight, and Same. it's very much set up to be like the the last final fight. Uh, there's a pretty good fake out. Is one of the vamps does like this weird like haunted house style jump scare where they like jump yeah. out of a window, but they're trapped in the window, so they're just kind of going. Bleh. Yeah, yeah. And then this other cunt comes by and fucking RKO's the priest. <laughs> Randy, this was the true debut of Randy Orton. Right? Yeah. No, wait, no, wait. This no, was wait, the, it wasn't an this RKO. Was the, this was the 90s, so this would have been DDP doing the Diamond Cutter. Yes! <laughs> diamond Cutter. Do you not think, right? Um, Go on. Because, I mean, they get into a fight, right? So we don't really need to talk about the fight, right? Yeah, they just they get into a fight. The vampire uh, is then dragged out into the sun. Yeah. Uh, and Still pretty know, cool. It ends the same way every other fight in this film ends. Still pretty cool looking, but you know, but do you not think their whole strategy, right? So their their whole strategy to get to Valak, right, is to uh, go into the jail, and they need to use an elevator, right? Yeah. Go, so so, so basically, they drag them out one by uh, one into so the sun until so eventually they drag out Valak. So basically, they're doing Dark Souls boss fight strategies. They're just doing the runaway. Yeah. And going back and hitting them. And then fucking off, and then yeah, Oui. They're, they're, yeah, they're doing. They're using a technique known as kiting, mm. where they're just like, like thinging them through a narrow corridor, and then standing back with a fucking spear and going. Eh, eh, eh. Yeah, do you think the FromSoft guys were watching this, being like, huh? I think the FromSoft guys were looking at the Battle of Stirling Bridge and going, huh? <laughs> what if we did that, but it was one giant fucker? <laughs> what if we? What if we basically forced our players to do that tactic, but instead of Englishmen? It was a big golden fat cunt. Mel Gibson was looking at the Battle of Southern Bridge and went, that doesn't Let's work. take it that's the bridge. Not, that's not cinematic enough. <laughs> what a cunt. Oh, fuck I do actually actually quite like Braveheart, but what a cunt. No, fuck that movie. Uh, I, find it, no, I find it hilarious. I just watched that shit and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's funny, but it shouldn't be funny. <laughs> it shouldn't be, but you see if Scotland ever does become independent, I'm watching Braveheart and I'm going to fuck I'm watching Train Spotting just to give myself some balance. Be like, fuck yeah, Scotland! Oh, wait, shit, Scotland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're finally free to do whatever we want. Oh, fuck, a lot of us just want to do that. Uh, uh, Braveheart, the best movie about Scottish independence made by a fascist. 
Fuck, it was as well. Woo! And that mental. Yeah, Braveheart made a uh, set in Scotland, shot in Ireland, and <laughs> played Starting by... Starting an Australian. Yeah. Oh, well. Frankie Boyle has a great joke about, uh, about him. So why the fuck did they turn Robert the Bruce into a cunt? I don't know. But uh, mm-hmm. Frankie Boyle probably has my favourite joke regarding Braveheart. It was, uh, there was a lot of uproar when Mel Gibson was originally cast as a... Uh, as a Scotsman, it's like how this Australian gonna know anything about playing such an iconic Scottish role? And look at him now, an alcoholic racist. And <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, anyway, we're talking about better movies than vampires. We need to get back. We need to get back. Is it though? Yes, it is much better than vampires. I would gladly watch Braveheart any day of the week. I would watch Vampires again before I watch Braveheart again. I fucking love Braveheart. But that oh, fuck that movie. Because I'm a raging nationalist, but I love Braveheart. <laughs> See, I I hate Braveheart because mm-hmm. I'm a raging nationalist, mm-hmm. and they get so much shit wrong, and it fucking annoys me to my core. Jesus. Santiago, Santiago is one of these towns in the southwest that I could actually see myself living in. For real? Yeah, I would like. What, what is it that What is it that draws you to it? I just like the desert. <laughs> so you know, I like desert. But you. You wear all black all the time. I know, this is what I was just going to say. Like, uh, I, I want to live in one of two places. I want to live in the desert in the southwest. Uh-huh. One of three places, actually. I want to live in the desert in the southwest, or I want to live in the Midwest. Or Why? New, or New York. Because I like Minnesota. It's nice. Yeah. Um, I, get or, New, I get New York because of the family yeah. ties in that. Or I would like to live in... Well, the same for Midwest. Or I would like to live in Barcelona, which is also roasted. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. I just like these so, places. But I don't like the heat very much. So I don't know how it actually What the do. fuck is the matter with you? I, I don't like the heat, but you know what? I'd love the desert. Fucking the, explain that to me. I guess I'd probably just get used to it, you know? Plus, I'd also be like... I'm in the desert in the southwest of the United States. Fucking pale everywhere, man. I don't know, I would I would get used to that shit if I could find some of that. So you know, <laughs> you baffle me. <laughs> I mean, I did alright in Barcelona. But I was there and it was fucking roasting. And you were off your tits the third time. Exactly. Yeah. Alright, <laughs> move on. Slept in a park. It was great. <laughs> can't, can't repeat that. Slept in a park. It was great. No, it was actually pretty nice because uh, that night it got really cool, and you were just lying there and it was a nice breeze. And uh, I mean, I wasn't by myself. It was fine. There was other people doing it too, and they weren't homeless. Before you ask, they were in the similar situation that we were in. Which was fucked. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so they come up with this plan to drag the va- vampires out into the sun. Adam volunteers his bait because he used to be a soccer player. <laughs> He used to be a soccer player, so he's fast. Yeah, but for some reason, James was like, oh, fuck this, I'm going to do it. But it's like, no, 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 he was a soccer player, right? A football player. Football. But, you know. Football. But, you know, um, they're, they're fast he's, cunts. Yeah, fast with you know. his feet. Yeah. Let him do it. Yeah. You know, just because yeah. they occasionally, like, pretend to be hurt when they're not, you know. It's fine. <laughs> Better than the opposite, Tony. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, now it's time for an elevator fight. It's, it's pretty good, actually. This scene, yeah, this scene is shot really well. Like, it takes its time, it builds attention as he's riding the elevator down, as he's slowly, like, stepping out into the nest, and, like, fucking Jack Rose freaking out because he's, like, st- walking too far away from the elevator, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Get, get fucking back, stop doing it. 
Paddy then goes toe to toe with a vampire master. Did you call him Paddy? Padre. Padre, right, okay. <laughs> and survives. Yeah. I, I'm not that fucking bigot. Right? I, <laughs> just call him. I don't even think he's Irish. His fucking surname's French. <laughs> he's Catholic. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> no, the Padre survives. The first vampire is dragged out into the sun and killed. Uh, then they then are too slow to get back to the to the fucking elevator, so it shuts and goes back down the floor. They call it back up, and there's a vampire like just fucking holding on to the bottom of the elevator. Yeah, yeah. it looks real stupid. We uh, <laughs> goth lady vampire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do think it's quite funny when she dies. Um, was it her that he's like on top of, and when that crow is on top of? Yeah, and, and she's like getting dragged out, and he's like on top of her, stabbing her. <laughs> But, like, they also do... They, this is where they do my... Like, the the hiding the bites, probably my, one of my least favourite tropes. This is another one. What, with the rope snapped? Nope. You should look at this. Oh, right. Just fucking tell him! Yeah. <laughs> just fucking tell him! Yeah. You could have saved his fucking life if you just tell him what was there. I mean, he didn't die. I bet, like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He could have been. He could have avoided the. the it doesn't. He even... could have avoided the explosion. No, <laughs> of the door blasting off its hinges. Exactly. Yeah. But, oh, fuck me. Anyway, vampire busts through the elevator door and gets lit the fuck up mm-hmm. uh, by Tony. Uh, they manage to fire the crossbow at the vampire, but the wire snaps when they try and drag her out to the sun. <laughs> Cut to sunset. Yeah, it's not a very good plan. Yeah. Tony reminds Jack of rule number 10. You cannot kill a master at night. Okay. Which, once again, right, it makes it, it makes sense so it's not as egregious, but it's, it's a problem with this film that they're constantly giving you new information about these vampires mm-hmm. right to the point where, like, it's the tail end of the film, it's the final right, confrontation right. and they're still point. telling you new shit. There's another point about that, because the first thing we see Valak when he's attacking everybody, it's at night, right? Yeah. And uh, Crow, when he's talking to uh, uh, Father Alba and Gato, or Father Adam, whatever you want to call him, yeah. he says, oh yeah, we were attacked by a master, he was nigh on invincible. It was at night though, so if you can't kill them at night, of course he's going to be invincible. Yeah. What the, why the fuck are you so surprised? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he seems surprised at this, so... I yeah. Don't, fuck the fan But they attempt to leave, but Valak's hot in their tail. You say hot in his tail, he just literally walks out of the building. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so begins the final showdown proper. Uh, Katrina whispers something to Tony, and uh, the next thing we see is them driving out of town. Mm-hmm. Jack continues to fight Valak, unsuccessfully. Mm-hmm. And then we get a pretty fucking gnarly see- like special effect when Katrina bites into Tony's neck. Oh, yeah, but yeah, rather yeah. than like just being like the two puncture holes, like the classic, she fucking rips a chunk of his neck off. Yeah, yeah, it looks like she's eating a bit of like a... Do you know what it reminded me of? This is going to be very specific. Oh no! Um, it's not. It's not. It's not horrible or anything. But it's like you know how when you're eating like an Easter egg and you have to like smash it to actually like. It was like a, pa- a chunk yeah, of Easter egg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's just where my thought process was at the time. I was also drinking. Were you hungry water. at this point? Or? No, I was drinking a lot when I was watching this. Fair. Maker's Mark. So, we then cut back to Jack, who wakes up tied to the front of his truck, and the Cardinal steps out from behind Valak. 
uh, revealing himself as the traitor who sold him out at the start of the film. Mm-hmm. And this was clearly not filmed. Clearly not filmed at the same time as anyone else. All of the shots of Cardinal are clearly on like a fucking soundstage somewhere. Yeah, we're in his house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we do get a pretty great monologue from the Cardinal explo- explaining his motives. I have for seen turning no miracles. I have seen yeah. no evidence of God. Yeah, yeah right. This is where the yeah. film forgets to start. Cardinal says, I have seen no evidence of God. Mm-hmm. But they say they know God They say a... at the start of the film that they know for a fact God is real. But, you know, I don't really have a so, problem with I, No, no, no. Wait, <coughs> what, what version is true? I don't really have a problem with that. I think that's, I think that's quite good because, like, they're saying there's a God. Yeah. And they're telling them there's a God. They're just doing what the Catholic Church does. Where it's like, they're telling them there's a God. They're saying there's a God and they know for a definite there is. But he doesn't know that. They're just doing it just so like you know they can keep their uh, their power and their you know keep people being you know worshipped. Yeah, okay, I suppose. But uh, anyway, Tony gets because the because the, the, the um, you know the existence of vampires doesn't mean that there's strictly a Christian god. It could be anything. Because uh, remember. Uh, uh, so you know, you're thinking it could be like a mouth of madness situation. Where no, it's I'm like just a cruel, like, unknowable god. No, I'm just saying, like, you, you mean, if you go back in history, though, you know, you've had stories of vampires since, like, before Christendom even began, right? So yeah. it could be, it could be uh, anything, it could be a god that we don't know of, or it could be uh, just nothing. <laughs> vampires are just a fact of life, you know? True, it could be, yeah. it could be whatever. So I, right. I, I, I have no issues with him being like, I've seen no evidence of a god, but they're still telling people there is a god, because that's mm. pretty much what they do anyway. So. Alright, fair enough. But uh, it's at this point, Tony then drives back and gets out of the car with his gun, fires into the sky, and uses the hot barrel to cauterize his neck wound. Yeah, that would work. That would work, and that's really fucking cool. Although I don't see why they're ca- why he's cauterizing him, because it doesn't do anything. It's not going to stop him becoming a vampire. It stops him from bleeding out yeah, and becoming a vampire faster. I suppose, yeah. yeah. Because in order to be a vampire, you need to be dead first. Yeah, there's a pretty cool bit in uh speaking of like gun barrels being really warm. There's a there's a bit in have you ever watched The Pacific? Sorry. So the Pacific, you know, like the the other World War Two miniseries that Spielberg and Tom Hanks did, you know? Aye. After Band of Brothers. Um so there's a bit where they're firing like I I can't remember the name Tom of Tom Hanks wasn't in Band of Brothers. He wasn't in it, but he produced it. Aye. But um his son was in it though, Colin Hanks is in it. But oh. um, there's a there's a bit in, in the Pacific where they're firing those. I can't remember what the gun's called, but it's the one that they carry. It looks like a big old fucking rifle, but it's got like these little legs on it so they can place it down. It's the one that they have to feed the bullets through. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I'm talking about? They have to feed it the bullets. It's got like the belt. And it goes, yeah. So he's firing that, and then he's been firing it for ages. And they have to pick it up to move somewhere else. And he doesn't have his little glove, his little oven mitt. Oh, no. He doesn't have his little oven mitt. So he, like, picks it up and he burns his hands. And John Bernthal's in that episode, actually. But, yeah. Um, yeah. That's just what it reminded me of. But. Fair enough. So it turns out Jack is being kept alive to be used as a sacrifice for the ritual. Yeah, because they need to recreate the exorcism. In order to complete it, yeah. effectively. Uh, we see the ritual being carried out in a series of dissolves. He also cuts him in a really weird place. Yeah. Like, he has him, he has him up on a cross as well, which is pretty... Yeah, that's pretty cool. But, but he cuts him, like, uh, outer thigh. thigh. Yeah. His outer thigh. I'm sitting there, I was like, would that draw that much blood? I don't know. Probably. But I know there's a big artery in your leg somewhere. Yeah, but I don't know where it is in your like, leg. Can I hear? Oh, so maybe they get that. 
But um, yeah, and, uh, and this is also where you know that uh, Maximilian Shell was not here for this. Yeah, because Jack spits in his face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like nothing hits him. It's not what I was going to get, but yeah, right, I, mentioned, I mentioned that earlier. But um, so Father Adam. Well, he's hiding, a, he's hiding he's yeah. hiding in a bar, right? Loading a shotgun. <laughs> that he just finds he, he finds a shotgun find, underneath oh, the bar. It's in terms of places to find a shotgun. Yeah, you're probably gonna find one there. Underneath a bar in New Mexico. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So he takes a shotgun, climbs up on a roof somewhere. Mm-hmm. How is he didn't? I will say though, right? Maximilian Shell's character, uh, Father Alba, he's speaking to Crow, almost whispering to him. But fucking Father yeah. Adam can hear, can hear everything. <laughs> it's really bizarre. But anyway, um, he right. takes the shotgun, and this is how you know that Maximilian Shell was not on set this day, because uh-huh. <laughs> when he shoots him, you don't see Maximilian Shell; you just see the back of his fucking. Yeah. <laughs> it's been. <laughs> we also get a really fucking stupid shot. Uh, Tony drives in to save the day, fires his crossbow at the cross. Oh yeah. If this, happens, the, if this happens, the, if this goes the wrong way, Jack just fucking gets crushed. No, if the, even if this happened the way it happened in the movie, he'd be dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, then proceeds to tow Jack away in the most ridiculous. Sh- I, I was laughing so much when oh, I seen right, this. It's but so let, fucking let's just dumb. Explain, let's just explain what happened, right? So he fired the crossbow, right? Yeah, and the cables in the back connected to the oh. back of the car. So he, he drives fires past, the cro- but he fires the crossbow at the back of the crucifix. Yes. Right? That crow is on, and then when he drives, the crucifix obviously becomes on, comes undone, it comes out and the falls, hole, and it falls with him still on it. He's being dragged across the road yeah. as the truck's driving. If that had happened in real life, he would be dead, because <laughs> when he fell, he goes he fell head first, <laughs> and he fell head first. But remember, the the cross is like quite a bit above his head as well. So the wood he's still going to get the impact from the... the oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's still going to happen. Uh, like, he's going to have traumatic brain injury. Yeah, he'll be dead. It's like, the only thing I can equate it to, right, is, do you remember, this will be like 2004 or 5-ish, right? Rey Mysterio... <laughs> oh, my a, God! ...was in a feud with the Big Show, and he, they had a match at some pay-per-view, and at the end of it, Rey Mysterio was beaten to hell, apparently, so he was put on a stretcher, right? Big Show then picks up the stretcher with Rey Mysterio on it, Mm-hmm. And swings him like a fucking baseball bat yeah, into the ring post, that, yeah. and then he falls and lands face first. Because and because he's strapped to the the stretcher, yeah. he can't put his hands up to like fucking. Yeah, so he got fucked up. Oh, so he lands straight in his head, right? So that's the only thing I can equate it to. So uh, yeah, vampires is just like wrestling. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but. In another series of dissolves, we then see the vampires retreating to their nest. Yeah, it's daylight breaks. No, <laughs> there's no fucking. There's no final confrontation. And we can hear them happening. dying. We can hear gunshots going but we off. We can't and... see them yet. No, it's just a series of dissolves, and we hear gunshots and like there's a fight going on. And screams but we are of vampires running away. Yeah. yeah, Valak remains in the sun for some fucking reason. Just trying to grab the cross, I guess. I don't fucking know, but he just kind of stands there burning. He then retreats into a ruined garage. And this is where we get our actual final fight. <laughs> where shit. Jack follows in holding the black cross, stakes Valak with it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work. Valak just throws Jack away, pulls the cross out of himself. Jack then hurls himself into a support beam, yeah, knocks this, the roof in. Yeah, this support beam, cause it's, 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 you know, let's, let's look at this, right? This support beam is in a garage. They're in a garage, right? Yeah. Or garage, whatever the fuck you want to call it. A fucking garage. Aye, aye, aye. But, um, you know, 
this town was inhabited until like two days ago, five days ago, I think. Who the fuck was keeping their garage in this horrible, horrible yeah. condition that if you just ran into the, the, this post... The sport beam, it would just break and the full place would fucking fall apart. Yeah, man. Fuck, well, <laughs> it down, lets the sunlight and Valak explodes, that's it. It's a pretty cool looking explosion, though. True. Uh, Tony once again gets uncomfortably close to Katrina, uh, letting her know that he'll be right back before the two have a wee kiss. Smoochie. They then have what is actually a genuinely decent scene with a conversation between Tony and Jack. Yeah, fucking... This is a pretty James fucking Woods, good performance. James Woods, and, uh, I haven't seen William Baldwin too much stuff, but I get the feeling he's alright. <laughs> he's, he's... Yeah, the two of them have a genuinely decent moment. Mm-hmm. And they were like, right, I saved your life, so you owe me like two days or something, right? And this is a bit where there's a line in this film that was stolen by Liam Neeson. Go on. You're going to turn, once your two days are up, I'm going to hunt you down. Oh, fuck, I will yeah. find you. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And yeah. I will kill you. To be fair, I haven't seen Taken, so... You know. Word for word. Yeah. Word for word. And uh, then the film just fucking ends, I, and look, they walk look off. Bess, look, Bess Owens is watching this, just being like, oh, fuck. <laughs> that, that, oh, that goes oh, hard. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> and then uh, they go off, and they, we end the film with yet another fucking instance of no, 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 you Jack know, Crow. Father Adam becomes a little hard man at this point because he starts pointing a gun at fucking. Um, yeah, yeah, no. So walking off with Father Adam, he says, "So hey, see when you shot that, see when you shot the cardinal earlier." I will get a little wood. <laughs> oh yeah, mahogany. Yeah, I will admit. I will admit. See when they did that right at the end, it got a little bit of a chuckle out of me. It gets a chuckle out of me because of Jack's reaction to it when he's like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> I was just kidding, man. I didn't expect you to kill. <laughs> you killed a man. Oh yeah, full blown oak, man. Like I was, yeah. And it's like, oh, God damn it! And then the film ends mercifully. And it's like. Folk talk about this film like it's the worst shit ever. It's not. There's there's stuff here to enjoy. Uh, well, I think we we said it best. Like um, uh, we watched this separately. I think we said it best. We had a phone call, and we said this is a sort of movie that if you were to watch this at like midnight and there's fuck all else on TV and this is on, yeah, it's an pro- enjoyable enough movie. You'll probably just watch it, you know. But like, it's not one I would recommend to anybody. I would not. Ne- I'm definitely not going to be adding it to my collection no. anytime soon. No. It's one of those movies that's yeah. kind of like... I always go back to Death Wish 3, right? Because Death Wish 3 was on TV not too long ago. I watched that. It's not a good movie. Yeah. But I watched it because it was on TV and there was nothing else on it. Actually, that's why Die Hard 2 was also on. But You made a poor choice. No, I made a great choice. Die Hard 2 is fucking great. <laughs> I made a great choice. But um, but yeah, this is, uh, this is one of these movies where, you know, if you watch it, have a drink with it. Have some friends over. Have a good time. Should you watch it seriously? No. Oh, fuck no. No. <laughs> there's a whole... I imagine, you know, action horror isn't my forte, but I imagine there's better action horror movies out there. You know? Uh, especially with vampires in them. Um, would I watch this again? Probably. But, like, in, like, ten years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not, not anytime soon. Certainly not, no. No, no. So, yeah, that was Vampires. Woo! Next up... Next up is a horrible movie, and I don't really want to mention it right now, so... <laughs> um, We're going to be watching Ghost of Mars. Mm. Now, 
I have already seen this movie. Mm-hmm. As have you, Jacob. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to save any kind of thoughts or thing. All I will say is Jason Statham's in this next one, along with Pam Greer, with her cube. own with her own voice. An thank ice, fuck. An ice cube. Uh, ice cube. Also at us. So it's somewhat of a star. And it's the cast. return of Peter Jason, the great Peter Jason. <laughs> for for all of five seconds, but yeah. Uh-huh. And the uh, fucking Lizzie McGuire's dad from Body Bags. Yep, he turns up. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Because I don't know if you noticed this, vampires, there was none of like the Carpenter regulars. Yeah, no, not a single one. Mm. It was jarring. It was quite strange. It was anyone. quite strange. Yeah. But, yeah, so join us next week when we dive into Ghosts of Mars. Fuck. Please send help. Fuck. <laughs>